Last week we talked with Caitlin McWethy who plays Viola and Abby Lee who plays Olivia in my production of Twelfth Night at Cincinnati Shakespeare Company. This week we get to talk to my Orsino, William Oliver Watkins, who not only played Orsino for me right now, but last season with Cincinnati Shakes played Othello. So you are clearly moving down the Shakespearean O's. Is Orlando next? Oliver next? What's next? Oh, I do know that that is uh, often what women say when in my presence. Oh. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. Thanks for subscribing, streaming, or downloading and listening to us on your computer or tablet or phone. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 623, Orsino and Othello. William Oliver Watkins plays Orsino in my Cincinnati Shakespeare Company production of Twelfth Night after playing the title role in CSE's production of Othello last season. Will and I sat down after our first preview performance last week and talked about the similarities and challenges of the two roles, and he began by telling me what it's like to return to his hometown of Cincinnati from where he lives now in New York City. I, I lived in Cincinnati from uh, inception to uh, graduating high school, then I went to uh, St. Louis to Webster University for uh, the conservatory program, and then I moved to uh, to the big city and never moved back because the big city of big city of New York, New York City, um, yeah, city so nice and named it twice. From, if you're from New York, then you you know there's only one city. That's right. That's that borough that is in Brooklyn, and uh, that's right. yeah, yeah, that's right. 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 And uh, I, I realized when I moved there that I had always been a New Yorker, oh. and uh, and I just had to find out. Where I belong. Did you? That's funny. So, did you felt you felt like you you had arrived? You'd come home. That's right. Uh, you you can do anything and be anybody and see everything in New York. Right. So, how did you end up coming back here to Cincinnati Shakes? Well, uh, anybody who's uh, a, a working actor will tell you that the uh, job of an actor is not acting. The job of an actor is auditioning. Right. And I go on audition after audition after audition after audition. Uh, and this one just came up. And I said, oh, Cincinnati, that'd be great to work in Cincinnati, but you know, whatever, I auditioned for lots of places. And you weren't sentimental about, oh my God, I gotta work in Cincinnati. Yeah. Not at all, not at all. As a matter of fact, this is my first time working in Cincinnati, uh, for, not professionally, but my first time since moving back. Okay. Or, I mean, since uh, moving away. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know much about the Cincinnati Shakespeare Company. Uh, it, it didn't really come into its own until after I had left. Right. Uh, but I had heard some good things. Yeah. Like when I started telling people I was auditioning for it, uh, a director I work with, Alana Stein, uh, worked in uh, in New York on on things, and she had been here as an intern. Okay. And she told me some good things about it. Cool. And um, you know, it's 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 a bit of a pay cut. You know, it's an SPT theater uh, for me, but it was like I decided about uh, five years ago that I thought that Shakespeare had tremendous growth potential for me. You know, this is something I want to be doing long after I've stopped being the uh, the beautiful 
muscle-bound Hulk that you see before you. <laughs> so uh, Luke Cage's little brother. Luke Cage's little brother, exactly. <laughs> Interesting story about that. We'll get back to that later. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, Shakespeare just has. It's been a part of my my life the whole time. My mother was an English teacher for 35 years. Oh, nice. She introduced me to Shakespeare, uh, and it was one of those things that I. It's always I've always been aware of it, and it's always been around, yeah. and I've been interested in it, but. It seemed otherworldly, and I thought, you know, this is going to be a, a great thing for me to, to tackle and see how far I can go with it. And that's how, you know, you hadn't asked the question yet. Yeah, no, but, but, I, that, no, but that's all great. But no. it, So was Othello your first Shakespearean role? No. no. I was going to say, what a way to... Actually, my first Shakespearean role was when I was in high school at School for Craven Performing Arts. Uh -huh. I played Theseus in Midsummer Night's Dream. That was my first Shakespearean role. Nice. Uh, and I, you know, in acting class, I had done a lot of stuff, but I hadn't actively pursued it. Right. Uh, but then, it's so funny. I I said to my wife, you know what, I think the next big thing I'm going to do is start really pursuing Shakespeare. And literally, like the next week, Othello, the Othello audition popped up. Wow. And I went in, and I, you know, and I, I had seen... Um, Fishburne's Othello and loved it with uh, Kenneth Branagh yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and Lawrence Fishburne. That came out when I was in college. Nice. Yeah, don't don't look that up. Now people will know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when, when, that came out uh, before I went to college. Uh, and and what was uh, what was that like? That's a that's a tough role in a hard play in a in a what, um, not problematic play, but you know, tough play. Um, I have always approached every role, Shakespeare, any other. Role with yes, I'm gonna uh, be faithful to the style to the best of my ability, and I'm gonna do the research. But first and foremost, every role is about a human being going through something. And I saw uh, in Othello what what I thought was very uh, compelling about that character is his aloneness. Yeah. He's the only. It doesn't matter if you're the best at what you do. If you're the only one. You're gonna have some insecurities. Yeah, right. Same thing with Superman. Superman's one of my favorite characters for the exact same reason. Yes, he's a man of steel, but he's the only one like him. Yeah. And uh, that was like, to me, the vulnerability is what's important. Right. Not the uh, the fact that he's a great warrior. Great. Right. But it's like you can't punch your way out of. Does anybody here love me for me? Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really interesting. Did um, well, and it's funny because. So I had this conception of of Twelfth Night set in Gold Rush, San Francisco, where I love, by the way. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, well, and 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 you were you were embodying this idea completely because I had this idea that Orsino is a former ship's captain mm -hmm. who's made who made good with his life. Yeah. You know, and I, I love that take. Yeah. Like when you first said. Uh, uh, San Francisco Gold Rush, I thought, huh? Yeah. How? Yeah. But then when I started thinking about the possibilities, it started getting more and more fun and more exciting. Well, and you come to it, I mean, there are there are flashes. There are flashes of Orsino as a commander yeah. in the play. Yeah. And we see that. So when I found out, and I was given my cast, yeah. and so I was, you were given to me yeah. for this role, and when I went, and I went, well, who is this guy? Well, he played Othello for us last year, and I went, that's perfect. It was actually perfect, and I never in a million years would have thought of these two roles together. 
But I think, but uh, yeah. I have a problem with Orsino, the character of Orsino, because I think it's badly underwritten. Yeah. And it needs. Well, he disappears in the in the second half of the play. Well, and I have I have a theory about that yeah. too, which is that Richard Burbage probably played Othello first, and and he also played Hamlet, and Twelfth Night was written after Hamlet, and Burbage also played as Orsino, and he told Shakespeare, he said, I'll play your Orsino, but Hamlet kicked my ass, and I don't want to be on stage that much. Yeah. Let me just tell you. After I get done with that scene, I have a nice long break, and I do use it. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 <laughs> yeah. No. And so, so, so having a guy who has command, who has presence, who has charm, gives the character of Orsino much, much more than Shakespeare has allowed him to say. I agree. Um, it's so funny. When, right before, when people start, I started telling people that I he was going to be doing this role. I had never heard this before, but people started coming out of the woodwork. People who didn't even know each other, saying, "Oh my God! I, oh, you're playing Orsino. Oh my God! I hate that character." And I went immediately, "What?" And then I started reading the play, and I went, "I get it. I get why. He's moany and he's mopey, and then he disappears." And then, and then we're supposed to be happy yeah. that they get together. Well, and that's my other problem with Orsino is that as we've ta as we've discussed in rehearsal, he's 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 whiny, mopey, kind of a dopey, um, arrogant yeah. guy who just spends the first scene. Um, whining and philosophizing about love. It's like, shut up! And he's the third side of the major romantic triangle in this play, and I already hate him. And that's that's on Shakespeare. It is on Shakespeare, however. Here's where I'm going to turn it around and tell you how much of a genius Shakespeare is. Okay. Because if you watch a modern romantic comedy, and I would, I would direct your attention to John Cusack, who I think is a master. You... It's all in how it's played, because every romantic lead is like this. Every romantic lead won't shut up to his best friend about how much this girl is kicking his butt. Right. Every romantic lead is head over heels in love with the wrong person. Yeah. Um, hello, Romeo yeah, right. is in love with Rosalind, yeah. who's like, who the hell is Rosalind? Right. You know? Right. And then he kills himself. Right. I mean, love is love, but you don't kill yourself. You live to fight. Right. You live to fight another day. And and yes, Shakespeare's a genius, but I, in this particular case, he didn't give Orsino any scene, many scenes to kind of show, yes, but he's also charming and lovable and blah, 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 blah. I believe that William Shakespeare had a, a certain amount of prescience and knew that 400 and some years later, William Oliver Watkins would be playing this role and said, the charm is taken care of. <laughs> I'm Frank Marzullo from Fox 19 in Cincinnati, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company Podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? You can see Reduced Shakespeare in your own home by owning your very own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, written by me and Reed Martin and illustrated by the marvelous Jenny Mazels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to both Amazon and independent bookstores in the U.S. and the U.K. on our website. 
Our 2018-2019 tour of William Shakespeare's Long Lost First Play Abridged, The Ultimate Christmas Show Abridged, and the complete works of William Shakespeare Abridged Revised continues next week in Chickasaw, Oklahoma, then continues on to 20 more cities in 18 different states featuring 11 different actors and three different stage managers. As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office venue and ticket information. And now back to my conversation with William Oliver Watkins, who plays Orsino in my production of Twelfth Night at Cincinnati Shakespeare Company, which opened last Friday. What does your agent say in New York when you say, I'm leaving town to go do some Shakespeare? He says, okay, fine, actor. You're going to owe me some TV. Okay. And, and you've done, did I hear you say you've done all the Law and Orders a couple of times? I've done Law and Order. I've done Madam Secretary. I've done Blind Spot. I've done, uh, I have not done Blue Bloods. Um, I've auditioned for that for a role that if I'd gotten it would have changed my life but didn't get that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grr, Tom yeah. Selleck. Uh, uh, <laughs> I blame him personally. You know what? Tom Selleck dyes his mustache and his eyebrows so much he looks like a silent movie comedian now. It's true. It's yeah. true. So, um, um, can you tell the Luke Cage little brother story? Sure. Okay. So, so, so what's the Luke Cage's little brother story? So they auditioned every black man who had a bicep for that role. So I went in and I, I killed that audition, but I just think I wasn't big enough. And one of my best Big friends, name or big, big physically? Both. Yes, both. Right, right, right. And um, one of my best friends' name is uh, Joe Fellman. Okay. Joe Fellman went to uh, Rutgers. And years and years and years, he had been telling me about this guy who was his roommate in college, who was like, just, he's like, Will, you got a great body, but this guy, he's got a great, he's got a, he's really got a great body. Yeah. Wouldn't you know that that's the guy who booked the part? I didn't even, I don't know him, but I'm like, that mother father, <laughs> sister brother. He's but good. He's, he's good. He's also very, he's also very good. And if you, if you lose a role, you want to lose it to someone who's actually good. He was also Mike Coulter. That's his Mike name. Uh, he was also Anne's brother. People don't know that. <laughs> Boy, you would think she would be way more enlightened than yes. she is if that was really her. Um, he's was, he was really good in that, that girls girls night. Girls night is that what a girls trip? Oh, yeah, he was. He girls was. Trip? He was. The, he was the, the villain. Yeah, he was. He was the bad guy. villain, but the you know the the the, the, the guy. cheating boyfriend. The, the cheating, cheating boyfriend. boyfriend. The other arrogant romantic comedy exactly. boyfriend. Exactly. Um, oh, that would have been cool. Um, but so when you're so so you 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 play Orsino here in Twelfth Night at Cincinnati Shakes until December eighth. Yeah. Do you then get right back? on the auditioning treadmill? Do you go, um, do you try to get to, or do you do Shakespeare in the Park in New York? I, I did do Shakespeare in the Park for uh, one summer to, to prepare. I actually had been, um, I had been cast in As You Like It in, at the Denver Center off of some my previous work. Right. And that was, that actually came before Othello. Okay. And I went, okay, the, the, the artistic director at the time there uh, knew my work and uh, and had cast me in this, not sight unseen, but you know, I didn't audition for that part. Right. And I thought, you know, the, I, this is my opportunity to do this right. And I really did my research and I uh, and I decided to do this summer uh, Shakespeare in, in the parks of Queens. Oh, okay. Uh, Mary Wives of Windsor and um, Merchant of Venice in, uh, in Rep. Nice. You know, every, every night a different park. Yeah. So, yeah, I did... Uh, 
Shakespeare in, in the park, uh -huh. a lot of people thought, oh my gosh, he's going to the Joe Pap. No, no. Different Shakespeare, different park. It was different Shakespeare. It was hip to hip theater company. We had to arrive an hour early to put up our set. Yeah. Do this play in a park. Yeah. I mean, the people loved it, but you know, there was one time where a young child came up to us mid-show because he had lost his parents. Oh my <laughs> And I, in character, I had to help this kid, this this four-year-old kid, find his dad. Oh. And his dad's, you know, eating his picnic, and he goes, "Oh!" oh. <laughs> he didn't realize he had gotten away. Oh so it was uh, that was that was a great trial by fire. I, <laughs> that is, you know, this is the kind of thing they don't train you for in exactly. in, in, in acting training but, program. But it's uh, in made me feel such kinship because this is how I, I imagine Shakespeare really was yeah you know before he before he became a name yeah you know he, it was him with his guys traveling around getting people interested doing their shows yeah doing their shows um so we've as we record this we've only had um, one preview and then one final dress with an invited audience right we've got well, among many other things and lots of other responses, we've gotten two for two standing ovations. Yeah. How does this? How do you feel? How does this differ from um, the Othello experience? Similar? Different? Very different. Um, Othello is such a, a heavy play. You they had to work they, up. They stood for because it was. I thought we did a great job. It was a great production, but it, it was. I can feel happy love coming from the audience after this. Oh, right. You know, after Othello, it was you know it was. Yeah. I don't know how to feel. I know I saw something great, but I don't know how to feel about you. You know. Was, right, right. And I know that you worked your ass. You guys worked your asses off up there, yeah. and we worked our asses off sitting here, going, "Holy crap!" Yeah. But here, they're they're. I mean, as I'm sitting in the back, just watching them follow the story and involved in the confusion um, and you're right waves of joy and love coming off the audience at the end and uh, one thing I, I like about Cincinnati Shakespeare is they really do embrace the Shakespeare but they also don't they're not precious with it you know they, they understand that the, the main purpose here is to entertain and to tell a story not to say wonderful beautiful poetry although that's happening yeah uh, and in in even Othello had uh, as much comedy as they could put into it. Yeah. You know, um, and, and I think that made it that much more devastating when things took a turn. So I, I really, th I really enjoyed that experience. I thought to do a role like that with with the limited experience I have at this point, that was such a nurturing uh, home to do that in, where everyone's pulling for you, and uh, I felt like I had a net. You and I are both newbies to Cincinnati Shakes, and I completely agree with you about working with these people here. They're, they 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 take they take their work seriously without taking themselves seriously. Amen. It's so much Amen. fun. What it, um, and so my final question. You got anything lined up? What do you what do you do after this? Well, um, I always sort of alternate between my own stuff and and I think you can relate to this with the reduced Shakespeare. Uh, I last year I wrote a short play that got accepted into the Fire This Time Festival, uh, which happens in January. Um, the Fire This Time is based on, it's a it's a play on James, something James Baldwin said, The Fire Next Time. Uh, usually people of color. Yeah. And I and uh, that play did so well that they've asked me to write, to come back to for a developmental for a full-length play. So I have written huge checks that now it's time for my ass to cash. So that's what's next. Thank you.
That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. My production of Twelfth Night runs at Cincinnati Shakespeare Company until December 8th, and I hope you all can see it. Go to cincyshakes.com for more information. Then send us your strawberry handkerchiefs via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSE Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also find me on Twitter at Austin Titchener. Thanks as always to Noble Duke Matthew Croak. Web services by Ginger Power Limited. Music by John Weber and Garage Band. A random fan shout out this week goes to Kathy Fields. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Frank Marzullo, the weather guy from Fox 19 in Cincinnati. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 623 1869ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Godspeed, William Oliver Watkins. Aye, aye. Good sir. Arr. <laughs> this podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.